is on. Oh yes, we are on. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Dre and Keith's 30 Minutes of Nonsense with myself, Dre Zira. And uh, myself, Keith Sadler. And our special guest this week, Eric Blade here from Final Transmission. Woo! We're clapping ourselves. That is how desperate we are for attention. We are clapping <laughs> ourselves. So, um, we normally start the show by talking a little bit about what's been going on in the news. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get started, um, we, we actually had some interaction from our fan, Singular, this week. Ooh. We had uh, a message uh, from Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Saying that um, whoever she is, I mean, I've got no idea who she is. Oh, no idea. No, no not at all. Not as if we know her personally, no. <laughs> Saying she was disappointed that during parts of last month's podcast, or the month before we missed, we skipped last month, last um, time, couldn't always hear Dre Zero's voice. So, Dre Zero, what I would like to ask you to do is to keep an equal distance away from the microphone, if you could please. Unless you're going to shout, in which case pull your head back. Okay, Otherwise, that'll be fine. Keep it where it is. I just thought it'd be funny to tell you off on air, you see. I see. We'd get some humour. And, and, and we did. We launched into this witty banter. That's mm, I, I'd like to apologise to all our one fan, Lindsay, <laughs> for the discrepancy of my volume. Well, hey, I mean, uh, one of the advantages of, of, of being a small show is we don't have all that weight of expectation that, that people with larger shows have to worry about. And uh, I mean, like, we will double our viewer base by... T- by Two. Exactly. Two, yeah. Yeah, you can't get that kind of exponential growth if you've got like thousands and thousands. If you if you get you know a couple of hundred extra listeners, this is no big deal. Whereas if we do, it's a growth of like ten thousand percent or something. <laughs> so anyway, none of that random nonsense. Um, <laughs> although that is what you've obviously tuned in for, random nonsense. And um, we we normally start the show by talking about the news, but obviously there's not really been much going on since the last time we. No, uh, I don't think so. No, I can't really think of... The, there hasn't been much in the news, particularly in your neck of the woods in the States. It's not really been anything happening. Well, ever since the election, there's been a lot of talk about... Uh, a lot of people have been worried about uh, what the uh, president-elect, who, um, for those of you who don't know, is uh, Donald Trump. Uh, he beat Hillary by the Electoral College, although Hillary did get the popular vote. Yeah. The thing about that, I, I actually—I mean, I'm no—I am no Trump fan. I'll just put that right, lay, lay my cards on the look, table. I mean, look, look I, I'm not going to say that I supported Trump because I didn't. I personally wanted Bernie Sanders. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So that's who yeah. I—that's who I wanted yeah, to be in that, yeah. the general election as the president. But look, this is what the American public voted for. Yeah. This is what they went for. Exactly. So I personally hope that if Trump is our elect president, which he is. I personally hope that he does a better job than our previous presidents have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I read a tweet that said um, wanting wanting Trump to fail is a bit like wanting the pilot of your of your uh, plane to to crash just because you don't like him. It's like yeah, all uh, yeah, we're, we're, to an extent, everyone in the Western world is. I do, I don't person. want I like I said I didn't want Trump to be the president personally because based off of my beliefs however he is the president so i hope he does a relatively good job and to be fair there are some things that i do agree with him on getting rid of tpp yeah yeah, i was happy to see that you know getting rid of goldman sachs all that kind of stuff nafta all those sorts of things um i would personally like him to regulate wall street Uh, yeah but I don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll see. I think, the, yeah, he, he scrapped um, 
the, yeah, the, the trade partnership thing, but pretty much for the opposite reasons. <laughs> Although it, it came for, you know, ended up good in the end. He's he's against it for like the opposite reasons that I am, which is which is funny. But going back to the original thing that I was going to say about the um, electoral college and the popular vote, yes. Trump did actually say something um, which I thought was very interesting about that. He said that he wasn't playing for the for the popular vote, and he he said that if he had been playing for that. He would have campaigned differently. And it makes me think of when um, you're playing online games. I yeah. play a lot of online games. And like I play Red Dead Redemption or, or Call of Duty or something. And you're playing a grab the bag game where right. the object is to like grab something. I'm just explaining because not, not, maybe not all the listeners are, are familiar with no, the world no, of online no. game. And the, so, so in that particular game, you're not there to kill loads of people. You're there to get the objective. And I would always play to win. And then I will always get somebody message me and say afterwards... Oh, you might have won the game, but I got more kills than you. And that always makes me go, yes, but I wasn't playing that game. I think Trump's comment regarding I didn't I didn't campaign to get the popular vote. I think that's a case of when you're going back onto the game thing that you were talking yeah, about just a second ago. Yeah, yeah, the game. I, I, I think that's a case of like say if you're playing Mario and you accidentally get a coin whilst killing an enemy and Bowser at the same yeah. time. And you go, well, I meant to do, to do that. that. <laughs> yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, it sounds absolutely. like he's saying, well, I meant to do that. <laughs> yeah. And it was just a complete fluke. Oh, man. I will say one interesting thing about what Trump is open to. Now, interesting thing about Trump is that he has never hold, held a position in office in right, anything yeah. before. No, he hasn't. He, um, that's the only thing Ronald Reagan had going for him is that he was at least a governor before he became the mm. president back in and the 80s. And what I will say, though, is that as a result, what this means is, is 2020, we need Dwayne The Rock Johnson <laughs> as our, the next president. Now, you could be shaking anything. your head, but at least it'll be entertaining. Anything More entertaining. But, but the, joking aside, it does open a can of worms about the American election system, you could potentially have anyone now, anyone really, with yeah. enough backing yeah. to be the president. I mean, Whereas at least in England... Follow your dreams. All... You need no qualifications. Go for that job Eric, you've always wanted. Eric, you're, you're American, aren't you? You can run for president if you... Uh, I, I don't know if I'll be doing that at any point soon. Okay. Right. <laughs> we got four years, you know, you could, you, we could launch it. Yeah, but you, do I you want to be, announce I, anything now? You I, know, you I need to be 35 if I want to do it. But the, really? Yeah. I didn't know there was really? an age You do have to be 35 if you want to run for president. Yeah, I did not know that. So there's an age, there's an there age minimum a, limit. Yes. Uh, you but have but to be, not a minimum IQ limit, unfortunately. Uh, well... Th that's, Sorry, George that's, Bush. That's up we for, apologize. Yeah, that's up for debate. Um, <laughs> you know, people will disagree with you. People will agree with you. You know, the the thing for me is that if I were to run, I would certainly not get the establishment vote. Mm -hmm. I probably would get a lot of the votes from a lot of people who supported Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Um, probably would get the. Sounds like I'd probably vote for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably vote for Blade. Yo, yeah. Yeah. I'd probably get, I, you know, if I were to run, I'd probably get maybe the, um, perhaps maybe the atheist vote as well, because um, as as a non-religious person, I'd probably even get the uh, the gay vote as well. The only issue being is that I wouldn't get the establishment vote. Yeah, yeah, those that people was, that are vested in the status quo. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. So you probably have the media against you. Most likely, I would. Yeah. 
Yeah. But you'll always have Dre and Keith statements of nonsense on your side, and we're, we're launching. Well, hey, that's we, will, we we are happy to launch your campaign. We're happy to go on your campaign <laughs> can, trail. Yeah, Blade Twenty Twenty. I can see it now. That's that's you a got really you cool. got to wait another you got to wait another ten years uh, for me. Blade Twenty Twenty Four. Blade yeah. Blade Twenty. That sounds like one of those eighties sci fi. films. It does. Yeah. Blade Twenty Twenty Four. It's coming right. We, we've got to move on because because uh, time is time is. Uh, running out um i should have said this right at the beginning but of course it is december uh it's december the 6th as we record this i don't know when i'm gonna <laughs> upload it but hopefully before the end of the week so i declare this our christmas special you're missing this dear listener uh eric just put his hand head in his hands <laughs> There was facepalm and there was some hardcore facepalm. <laughs> hardcore facepalm. We um, it like goes right through the back of your skull, kind of thing. Um, we uh, before before we started recording. Um, so, dear listener, you didn't get to hear this. You said that you weren't a fan of Christmas. Uh, I personally am not. I think it's. Um, I think it's become a, a lot more of a commercialized yeah. version of what it uh, used to be. Um, I have no. I have no problem with people who want to spend time with their families or anything. But me personally, I do find it a little bit strange that you need a, a, a day, yeah, yeah. a specific day to tell you that, hey, it's time to spend time with the family or, hey, you know, get that, get them some gifts. But some of us need that. I have to put reminders in my phone to tell my wife I love her. See, I need like well, <laughs> slip into an the, alarm to go off. Well, slip into the play-by-play play, play play of football, right? You'd be like... And there's David Beckham looking real good. And fellas, speaking of looking good, fellas, from time to time, your wife needs to be reminded that she looks as good to you as she did the first day you met her. Oh, they should start doing that. News in the sports casts, they should say, you know, now is time to go and buy some flowers for your wife. Oh man, they do that in they do that mm. sort of in uh, Australian cricket, especially if they're sponsored by a fried chicken company that we're not endorsing. Uh, they say <laughs> other so, fried they, chicken companies are available. Uh, absolutely, they say they say. Oh, by the way, there's a zinger right there. By the way, you can get yourself a zinger burger at beep. <laughs> that's, well, there's so much product placement now mm. in things. I mean, that's just, that's the problem. I think uh, it's, and, it's you know, very commercial. And speaking of product placement, I'll just quickly say, you know when Christmas is terrible, when everyone is looking forward to what is John Lewis going to have oh, this year? Oh, yeah, it does my head in. Let's have the two minutes, 34 minutes of our... Two minutes, 34. It does feel like two minutes, 34 minutes, yeah, but about... two minutes, 34 seconds of what are they going to do now? Yeah, the world has been taken over by commercial interests. Yeah, that does my head in as well. <laughs> so, so before we went on air, myself, Eric, and a mysterious housemate that will go forever unnamed... We were discussing about the royal family. Yes. And Eric, let's talk about Buckingham Palace's revamp. Take it away, Eric. Well, <laughs> what would you like me to say that hasn't already been said? I think it's um I think it's I'll give I'll give him credit. It's pretty brave that they're asking for 370 I think it was 370 million pounds to refurbish Buckingham Palace. What a refurb, eh? Yeah, I know, right? Need to get that triple glazed window sorted somewhere. <laughs> well, I suppose so. They couldn't go to Glasswells. She could <laughs> fork out. Or any other window home improvement well. company are also available. <laughs> Carry on, Eric. Well, Autoglass, there you go. Actually, no, they do cars, I'm sorry. Um, 
But women, they, ladies get to that age where they want to put a conservatory on the back of the house, don't they? That's going to well, be a monster so, conservatory. I suppose so. Or those new fascia boards. The only thing, the only, the, the, the problem that I have with this is that that $370 million can go to so much better use. It can go to so much better use because we've got these, we've got these refugees at the moment who are in a terrible crisis situation. They're going through something that's really, really awful right now. Yeah. And it's because of the, the, the military. Yeah. And and I'm not just talking British, I'm talking yeah, about worldwide. Definitely. Worldwide. And um even you know, their own country as well that are doing this oh, to yeah, them. Yeah, and we've got people on the streets that are starving, we've got uh, people who have fought in different places for their families yeah. and are coming back with post traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, yeah. And they're just That's being true. sent along their mer- merry little way. It with- is it is tough in this time of austerity where when the conservative government tell us we're all in it together. Um, and they're slashing benefits here, there, and everywhere. And you yeah, about there's. Who... Um, I believe it's about thirty five pounds that's uh, coming out of ESA RAG programs. I think they're going from about one hundred and three to yeah. seventy three. It's crazy. And there was a, there was an article I read recently um, in the Independent saying that well, stuff that I'd already read before um, that all this austerity in the DWP. So I'm just talking about in the Department of Work. And yes. Yeah. Has actually cost money. So it's it's purely ideological because they're not actually saving any money because they're spending more money on employing these private firms to to make the cuts and reduce the benefits that that they're actually ending up spending more money overall. So it's absolutely insane. I I personally, like I said, I think that that three hundred and seventy million pounds can go. I mean, how, how bad does the refurbishment need to be made? I mean, <laughs> really? I mean, let's face it, it's Buckingham Palace. We this- could do it. We could do it. I'll I'd do it for. Ten million. I I don't know. I can't remember who that guy is who has the Give long me hair. <laughs> I can't remember who that guy is who uh, presented. I think it was uh, Home Improvement or Changing Rooms or something. He has the long hair. I think I know who you mean. He always wears a blazer. Yeah, I can't remember who his name is now. Yeah, but I mean, uh, he he could do it for for even fraction. less than that. Yeah, exactly. So I all mean, in all, I'd say that money needs to go to better use. Just to play devil's advocate, because I'm actually genuinely not sure what I think about this. Um, but to play devil's advocate, so this is not necessarily my opinion. Um, but a lot of people I've seen writing online, for example, that um, Buckingham Palace makes about five hundred million pounds a year for the taxpayer through. Um, I can't tourism. deny nor confirm that. I don't know. But that, but what I understand from generally what I've read is that nobody knows for sure how much money it makes because all the se- all the records are secret. Right. So they've announced how much they're spending because they have to announce how much money is going in right but they don't have to announce how much money is coming out so we're not really sure but a lot of people estimate that it's quite a lot of nearly a billion every other year which makes 375 or however many million is seem like quite a good deal if that's all true but if we were to flip around devil's advocate to what you're saying keith let's say they make that money why isn't that money for the the Queen and the royal family, why can't that family go to the quote-unquote peasants of us all? Well, you see, that's the thing. I mean, that will go, that money does go into the treasury. The fact that it doesn't go to the poor is, is the government's, um, this is my opinion now, is the government's ideological um, uh, austerity programme, which isn't based on, on making the economy better, because it hasn't. I mean, you can look at the, the statistics, and we're actually, the, the government, our current government has actually increased the national debt yes, whilst cutting yeah. benefits. And mm. Because, because you, you always hear this um, metaphor that the country is like a household, 
And a lot of conservative people buy into this and they say, well, you can't have more money going out and you've got coming in. So the way to save money is you've got to spend less. And so because our government spends a lot on things like the NHS and the and, uh, you know, DWP and things like that, the, the conventional wisdom, and it all make, it kind of makes sense on one level, is if you stop spending that money uh, and raise taxes or keep taxes the same, then you'll have more money. But, well, but well, the, the, the way the way the, the way that you do that is that you tax the rich more. Oh, yeah. You know, Absolutely. that's the best way to do that is that you tax the rich a lot more than what they're being taxed currently. And by doing that, you therefore balance the budget. Yeah, yeah. With more coming in. Yeah. But also, also, there's, there's actually a fundamental flaw with that whole metaphor because the economy isn't like that. Because when you spend money in, in the UK economy, it stays in the UK economy. So it's, it's more like it would only be a household if the money you're giving to your kids in pocket money, they were then buying stuff off you yeah. to, with it. Because if you, if you want to stimulate an economy, it's actually been shown that put, giving money to the poor stimulates the economy because the poor, poor people spend their money, whereas right. rich people hoard their money. If you give ten million pounds to a poor person, they're gonna they're gonna spend it precisely. Or, whereas whereas rich people, you give them a tax break and they just hoard it in offshore bank accounts. It doesn't go on. The thing I think I think <laughs> I think the late George Carlin summed it up pretty perfectly here, which was the poor. No, I'm sorry. The rich get all the money, pay none of the yeah. taxes. Yeah, yeah. The middle class pay the taxes and get some of the money just to live off of. Yeah. The poor are there just to scare the living daylights out of the <laughs> yeah. just to scare the living daylights yeah, out of the middle true. class and keep yeah. them showing up at those jobs. Yeah. And unfortunately that is the case at the moment, which is why I personally and whether or not you whether or not you listeners agree with this or disagree with this, that's absolutely fine. I personally am voting for Labour because I feel that they have the better uh position when it yeah. comes to how to run the country you won't get any disagreement here we're both um we're both liberal lefties aren't we <laughs> we are we are socialist um, liberal lefties <laughs> i'm just looking at the time we, we've we've we're already 20 minutes into our show so the middle section is is the quiz yes how well do you go on have you have you worked out a jingle for this dre how well do you know your hosts <laughs> So oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fail at every single <laughs> one of these questions. In that case, we've got um, especially as we've met for the first time today. Yes, um, we, we've got, we've had one guest do this before because the first week we were we were guestless. Um, we, we Amy Soapbox is the first person on our our scoreboard, which is now being brought in by our beautiful assistant Hans, the elf. Thank the you, Hans. Elf? He's mute, unfortunately. So you. Oh, I see. Say. Okay. He's he's down there. You might not be able to see. Oh, him. Okay. But you'll see the board because it's got the shining lights. <laughs> around it and uh, it's Christmas themed this month more light more lighter than Vegas more and light. there's one name on there at the moment which is Amy Soapbox who scored three points okay. last time three points so you're going to have two minutes okay to answer as many questions about myself and Dre Zero as you can oh good lord and your two minutes starts now question one has Keith ever dyed his hair I'm going to go with no well, I'm going to give you half a point because I've never dyed the hair on my head. Okay. But I used to have a long beard and I dyed that. Okay. So, right. so um, I'm going to give you a half point. Okay. That. My question for you is, if Dre Zero could only eat one fruit for the rest of his life, what fruit would that be? Um, see, any answer that I give here is going to be deemed racist. Um, 
Um, I am going to assume. I'm going to assume it would be apples, based off the fact that apples have been known to help the voice. I will tell you this right now. I love bananas far more than apples. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of apples, believe it or not. I just okay. love bananas because they're multifunctional. Fair yeah, enough. Right, next question. We're at against the clock here. Does Keith have a death metal voice secretly? <laughs> I'm going to go with yes. I think he does. Yes, you're going to get a point for that. And it's, I was actually recording some screaming for the, uh, the EP yesterday so yeah it's, oh, it's, awesome. i've got that I've got that I, I won't do a demonstration right now because okay because we're against the clock but maybe later okay my question for you is was drazira allowed to celebrate christmas growing up um <laughs> his eyes his i believe it or not i'm gonna say yes to this one i'm going to say yes for the simple fact that don't forget i had school and my oh, parents yeah, yeah. like presents and money so even <laughs> though even though my parents are not religious to that faith that affiliates with Christmas, yeah. So I'll give you a point for that. Okay, we've cool. got time for one more question. Awesome. And you're on two and a half points. So if you get this one right, you'll be the top of our leaderboard. Oh, okay. All right. Hans the elf is smiling right now. Yes, he's very happy <laughs> elf. Stop that. <laughs> the question is, if you were a betting man, would you say Keith is a fan of Stilton or Breed cheese? Wow. Um, Stilton or Breed? Cheese. Um, I'm going to place my money. I'm going to place my money on Breed. Good guess. Wow. Woo! Okay. And here the Christmas alarm is going off on the scoreboard. Hans the Elf is climbing the scoreboard to put Eric's name at the top. Woo! Uh, he's not using any safety equipment, which I'm not sure whether we... Yeah, th- you, might, you might want to use some rock climbing gear there. And he slipped and fallen to his death. But luckily, he managed to put Eric's <laughs> name at the top at the heady heights where it deserves. Uh, so if anybody wants the job of scoreboard attendant, then uh, Eric... Uh, sorry, Hans the Elf has died uh, whilst placing Eric at the top of the scoreboard. If anybody knows of any elf... Uh, Body disposal agents as well. That could be quite handy. But anyway, well done, Eric. Two and, uh, three and a half points. So you're at half a point at the top of our scoreboard. Rest in peace, Elf. Rest in peace. <laughs> so this is uh, sorry, we're, Santa. We're into the final section of our show, yep. and uh, we reserve this section for talking about the the guest and uh, what's going on in the guest's life. So tell right, us about you, final what, transmission, baby. Tell, yes, tell us about final transmission. Final transmission. Well, how, uh, what would you like to know? Like how we came about, uh, how the Just whole give thing... us the whole shebang. Yeah, how would you describe your music to someone that's never heard it before, for example? Well, the so. thing is, is that a lot of bands like to go on the record and say that, oh, we are definitely original. You know, we have an original, unique sound. Thing is, for us, I feel that we do. I actually yeah. do feel that cool. we have an original sound. The closest band that I could compare us to, if I had to pick any band in the world, is Tool. Oh, cool. That's the closest band that I could pick. So we do have a special sound that that identifies us, which I'm really, really pleased about because we never actually set out to do that. It It, came about organically. Yeah, just... That's brilliant. So as far as how the band got started... Long story short, uh, our guitarist and drummer, uh, Jordan and uh, Tom, formed a band, 
I think it was back in 2013 or 2014, which uh, unfortunately fell apart. But um, the two of them got together with... It was uh, Connor, who's our lead guitarist, Mm -hmm. and Aiden, who was actually just going to be a temporary bass player, uh, who ended up just being the full-time bass player. (laughs) That's often the way, isn't it? That that was a complete accident. You will do. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, (laughs) yeah. So um, he came in, and I was the last member to uh, join the band uh, because they were looking for uh, different singers because they couldn't find find a singer that uh, suited their specific sound. Yeah. Yeah. So... I messaged them and uh, I think they gave me about, I think it was uh, three auditions. One was to audition me to see how well I did, uh, mostly a little bit under pressure because they gave me two songs to learn. Mm-hmm. But then they said, we've got three songs that we want you to sing. Oh, I see. To see if you could do to it. To see if yeah, I could do yeah, it. That's a good idea. And so what I basically said was, um, without the expletive, I said, hell with it. <laughs> give me the lyrics. I'll do it. Cool. Which they were really impressed all by. Originals, that, all originals. Yeah, that all the songs are original. We don't do any covers. Cool. Oh, brilliant. Um, so what's the, what's the kind of the... How, so how long have you been with the band now? I personally have been with the band for a little over a year. So what's the, what's the, <laughs> what's the funniest or the, the most fun thing that's happened to you? Uh, to be time? honest... <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, to be honest, the funny part comes from Aiden, our bass player. Because Aiden is uh, I can't repeat any of the jokes, <laughs> but Aiden is one of the funniest people that I've ever met. And he just makes every single, every single session, every single concert, every single practice, just everything that he does makes it all the more oh, joyful cool. because it's just so funny. All the jokes that he comes out with, at Jordan's expense, most of the time. <laughs> Are they like close friends? They like, or is it? Or is it just a bully? <laughs> I, I would say it's a bit of both, to be okay. fair. But it's in a, it's in a friendly way. But it's very much uh, like English sense of humor that ripping into. Oh, each it's other. very British sense of humor. I'm very, my, I'm quite used to that. <laughs> yeah, my my best friend um, uh, married an American, and um, when she first met me, she was really confused by the fact that myself and, and Daniel just. The whole time we were together, we were just insulting each other continuously. Yeah. And she thought that we hate each other. <laughs> we were like, no, that's just, that's the way we show love to each other. Yeah. So, I mean, that is, that's just Aiden, but it, it is, it is funny and it does make the <laughs> whole experience a lot more joyful and a lot better. So are there, are there places online that people can check your music out? Yeah, you can check us out at Facebook, um, which is FNL Transmission, because unfortunately we couldn't fit final into the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, character count, I think it is. So um, it's uh, facebook.com forward slash FNL Transmission. You can check us out on Twitter at FNL Transmission. I'm following you. Yay. <laughs> and um, you can also uh, hear our music on SoundCloud. If you just type in Final Transmission, oh, cool. you can hear yeah. us on SoundCloud or uh, Bandcamp, I think it's called. We'll, we'll put all the links um, on our social media. Yeah, and, yeah. And with the, and with the um, description for the podcast on iTunes. So that but, people... um, our first EP has been out for about six months or so now, I think. Uh, probably even longer. And our second EP, we are going to be going into the studio to be recording that very shortly. How cool. Whereabouts do you record? Uh, we record at Red Lodge uh, with a individual called Stephen McLaughlin. Now, he took a very big risk on us because we asked if we could record a live set. 
So what that means is we get the drums recorded whilst uh, playing yeah, the guitars. Yeah, that's the way to do it, definitely. And that's a very big risk because not a lot of yeah, uh, yeah, techs like to yeah, do that because yeah. they tend to mess around, yeah, the musicians yeah. do. And they tend to... And you mess. need to be very tight to do that as well as a musician. Very, yeah, yeah, exactly. So he took a risk on us and he said, look, as long as you're going to knuckle down and actually do work, I will, you know, that's absolutely fine. And we did. And we got all the drum tracks done Brilliant. in one day. So yeah, yeah. We, we were really pleased with that. That's actually exactly... Um, I'm doing an EP at the moment. That's exactly how I did it. I, my friend um, from London came up um, and did all the drums in one day. So it's going to be... And, and I recorded the vocals and the guitar at the same time. Yeah. So it's going to have this nice, loose, live feel to it. And I, I think particularly with rock music and with heavy... Yeah. Know, I mean, my stuff's rock and your stuff is, is heavier, I guess. But um, particularly with that, those sort of genres, I think that's recording works best for me what what i love about music is not necessarily the genre and all the all the periphery stuff but just if there's some passion in it and if the person or the band are communicating something genuinely then i love it as long as you don't use auto-tune timeline drums or timeline guitars and you don't use a line six spider i'm perfectly <laughs> happy I, w- I was with you on the line what's wrong with the line six spider Oh, we are in controversy towards yeah. the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I mean, I've dear. not heard of spiders particularly, but Line 6 is like an amp modeler. Yes. So um, is the spider something specific? Yes, it is something specific, yeah. Um, the sounds that have come out of that, for me personally, are less than satisfactory from what oh, I've okay. heard. Um, not, oh, so that's more of a technical thing. Are you, or are you against amp modeling in general? No, 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 no. I'm not against the amp modeling. Oh, dear. Well, that's just us telling. That's just me telling me. I didn't realize it was actually going to have an alarm at the end of it. I just had a. I'm just letting the listener enjoy that. <laughs> is anyone um, getting married? <laughs> I well, hope I not. suppose. I so suppose statistically, why is it? Why is it not stopping? I'm pressing. The end. marriage is going to continue, ladies and gentlemen. There won't be a divorce. That's that's, so that's a first for 2016, isn't it? That was just uh, previously uh, on the Jeremy Carl show. Oh God, <laughs> that was just me. Uh, um, timing the show yeah. sorry i interrupted you, you no were no you're about, fine uh, yeah because i'm using amp modeling on my ep so i'm glad you're not completely against that no 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 i'm not against amp modeling it was just for me the spider specifically didn't oh, have sa- satisfactory results mm-hmm. not to say that line six hasn't created some, some good amps yeah. but for me the spider was not what it i would consider it. it didn't live up to it for me but andre and you'll think you're doing an ep Yes, I am. I am doing an EP. This is breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. I have not released this publicly. Breaking news. But after the 15th of December, after the show that I'm hosting, Poetic Snowfalls, short plug. You always get some plug in. (laughs) Check it out on the Dre Zero Facebook page. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, but yeah, what I'm going to do, I'm going to have a near two month break, six week break in between middle of December and the end or mid of January, something like that. And during that time, I'm going to really push and work for the EP. Now, unlike these two gentlemen to my left, or that you can audibly hear, <laughs> I have next to little knowledge on recording EPs. These gentlemen know the stuff. Keith is the one that edits <laughs> the whole show. He brings the whole equipment. I'm essentially just a mouthpiece, the to be honest. Yeah, he's the tech guy. That's also a good poem as well that I made. <laughs> but seriously speaking, though... Yeah, I'm going to make an EP. I have got cool. six tracks, six tracks. An EP, by the way, I, I, last night I was an EP launch and somebody behind me was saying to their friend, what's an EP? So a lot of non-music people might know what an EP is. So it comes from the old days of when you had a record, a vinyl, and it means extended play. So as opposed to an LP, which is a long play, like an album and a short play single. So an EP is kind of like halfway between a, an album and a single. So you'll have like four or five tracks on it. 
And um, uh, we should, we, when you're doing your EP, uh, Dre, Dre, we should totally uh, do a, a, a theme tune for Dre and Keith's thing. We, we should do, we should do. Maybe we can <laughs> ask a band like Final Transmission, maybe, or maybe we can do it ourselves. <laughs> I, I uh, love the idea of a, of a, of a Tool-esque... Um, we we can't Trent. make sh- we need to make sure it's not ten minutes though. Like, Trent Fraser, I was trying to remember yeah, his name all that's, show. Um, that's to how that's did one thing. His name? That's definitely not one. Th- no. That's definitely one thing that we. Uh, that's definitely one thing that we definitely do is um, long songs. We're actually trying to hold ourselves back from that. Cool. Due the to moment. the length of EPs. Well, not necessarily the length of EPs, but concerts mainly. Yeah. Mm. Well, no effects did an EP recently. It was all just one. Well, not re- recently. I'm, I'm showing my age. It was probably like 10 years ago. But no effects to the EP. Um, uh, what's it called? Something of destruction where it's, all, it's, just, one, it's just one track. Like yeah. One 19-minute track. Um, and, and on that bombshell, as they would say on the Grand Tour, um, that's it for this week. So I would just like to say a big thank you to Eric uh, Blade for joining us. Thank you for having Woo, me. We love you, Eric. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you very much, as always, to my co-host, Dre Zero. Peace out, mother truckers. <laughs> and we shall see you in 2017, uh, providing the, that the apocalypse doesn't happen, uh, which some people seem to be thinking. It's a bit of a slow burner as apocalypses go, but um, yeah, so far so good. We hopefully will hopefully be, be recording this before the new president arrives. Apocalypse yeah. believers get out more. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, goodbye. Bye-bye, folks. <laughs>